This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To my favorite murder. The mini cell. It's teeny tiny. <laughs> it's just a baby one. It's a baby. You can't see it. You can barely sense it. It's a mini. It's a miniature. It has its own dollhouse. Oh, so cute. You, you should see the baked goods in the oven. <laughs> what if They're that's small. my new thing? Dollhouses. Victorian fucking or mid-century modern. Yeah, to the T, fucking doll housing. It's got to exist. It must. That would be uh, how about a mid-century modern dollhouse instead of this usual Victorian bullshit we have to deal with? I don't want a weird clawfoot bathtub for my doll. (laughs) Wow, I'm gonna, I'm doing it. Goodbye. That's my new thing. If you okay, well, George, you do it. Okay, but if you're out there and you make mid-century modern dollhouses. Let's fucking see it. And let me know. Is there a hashtag on Instagram? And it's like a whole world I don't even know about. I have probably to, I'm going to find it. That's amazing. That's the beautiful thing about this world that we're all discovering through social media is every there's a there's a fanship for every yes. literal thing on the planet. Do you know what I was just looking up the other night when I couldn't sleep? Black mold. Just <laughs> there is. And there's a You're thing a huge, it. huge fan of black I mold. I am. I am. Uh, what? Like how to, how to spot it? Uh, just the, no, like invasive. How crazy invasive it gets, and so like the photos of like, look at how crazy invasive this guy. Like, wow, <laughs> that got crazy invasive. That's fascinating. Like, now, what is it? The kind of thing where people have to like burn their house down. It's so bad. Yeah, and there's a lot of abandoned houses, which is like so. It's like a crossover of two of my favorite yes. things that people had to yes. leave, abandon their entire, you know, almost like Chernobyl style because it was so infested with black mold that they couldn't Oof. fucking take anything with them. Oh, anyways, oh. this isn't the regular episode where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. It's not because <laughs> I want to. <laughs> okay. Do you have any? What's your new hobby? Gonna be <clears throat> green mold. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. This is the episode where we read you the emails you've sent to us at myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Here you you go. want to be business-like? I'll be fucking business-like. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking go first. <clears throat> okay. I won't read you the title. Okay. Hey, y'all. You guys are great. I love what you do. Let's get into it. <laughs> While I was listening to you talk about this shooting in Huntsville, it reminded me of a shooting that happened in my hometown that same year. Clay Ellen Duke, whose wife was a teacher and had recently been fired, attended a school board meeting in Panama City, Florida in December of 2010. He stood up, pulled out a can of red spray paint. It's very That's so disturbing. Mm. Painted the V for Vendetta symbol on the wall. Oy. He then pulled out a gun and let the other attendees of the meeting leave, as well as the two female board members. 
So he basically kept the male board members horrifying. As one of the board members was leaving, she tried to attack Duke with her purse, but he knocked her to the floor, but still thankfully didn't shoot her and let her leave. The superintendent of schools, Bill Husfeld, tried to negotiate with him to let the rest of the board leave, but Duke would not listen. Duke ended up firing four shots at point blank range, which miraculously all missed. Ugh, oh, just my got chills. God. <clears throat> yeah. By this time, the security guard began firing upon Duke, hitting him several times. Wow. Once he went down, Duke took his own life. <laughs> the craziest thing about this to me was that the entire thing was streaming. No. Yep. I And it says, I had teachers watching all of this happen in real time. The story blew up and got national attention. And the female board member sold the purse she tried to disarm him with for charity. Aww. Oh, Ginger. <laughs> That went from ew to aw, <laughs> real fast. Oh, I forgot about the name Ginger. Ginger. Oh, Ginger, you badass. She's a she's a tall redhead mm-hmm. with a big ass purse and a serious attitude. That's who's like, right. how dare you try to fucking shoot my fellow board members? Good for her. And then it just says, anyway, I hope you enjoyed my tale. <laughs> SSDGM Bryn. I definitely wow. enjoyed your tale, Bryn. Yeah. Isn't that? It's. That it reminds me of remember the shooting in front of the the um, courthouse um, yes. with with the guy in the tree and he just kept dodging the bullets. Oh my like, god! Yes, oh. a, a person with a gun in a room trying to kill people. It's like yeah, oh, what a Ugh. traumatic nightmare. Amazing. Good job, Bryn. Thank you. Okay. This one's called an early 1990s abduction with some solutions. Hello to my murderino fam. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York. My parents raised my brother and I by watching the news, Unsolved Mysteries, and Rescue 911, leaving us obsessed with all things horrendous. Mm. Anyway, I happen to remember an incredibly sad hometown murder that I wanted to share. On November 13th, 1993, 18-year-old college student Jennifer Kuhn was abducted from a suburban mall parking lot after using the ATM in an affluent town near Rochester, New York. Jennifer desperately called 911 with her cell phone while the abductors were driving. She pleaded with the 911 operator to help her, but since it was the early 90s, the technology to pinpoint a caller wasn't accessible. Oh, it's horrible. Jennifer Kuhn was raped, then shot and killed, all while on the line with 911. She was found dead two hours after the initial call, and the cell phone was locked on 911. One of Jennifer's killers, Willis Knight, was arrested six months later. There's a brief mention of others involved, but no conviction or follow-up as to what happened to them. What the fuck, Rochester police? And I looked it up, and I you could I guess there's like people talking to each other on the 911 recording, but mm-hmm. they said it was only one person. The gut-wrenching 911 recording was played in court, and the 911 operator, whom Jennifer spoke with, took the stand to convict Knight. He was sentenced to 37.5 years to life in prison, and I'm happy to report is still in jail. Following his daughter's murder... Her father, David Kuhn, asked local officials to install security cameras in such parking lots, but received no response. This led Mr. Kuhn to political activism. Mm-hmm. He successfully ran for the 135th Assembly District seat in a special election held in February 1996 and won that shit. 
Hell yeah. One of Kuhn's legislative priorities was for full funding of E911, a system used in North America to automatically provide the caller's location to 911 dispatchers. Kuhn and his wife Suzanne were also instrumental in creating and managing the Jennifer Patterson Kuhn Peacemaking Foundation at their daughter's college, St. John Fisher. The foundation recognizes and honors people who have made a significant contribution to peacemaking and who foster and stimulate a commitment to peacemaking in our society. Uh, The end. Love you all. And then I so I looked him up to see where he is now and I couldn't really find out what's exactly happening. I guess he lost to uh, he lost his next um What's a collection? Yes, but um, I did see his his Wikipedia, and it says Kuhn is in favor of increased penalties for violent crime, including the elimination of the statute of limitations for criminal sex cases. So mm. I'm wondering where he is now. If anyone has any info, I mean, it's just wow. Incri- I mean, yeah, that's a horrible story. And again, like when you're like then he ran for assembly it's just it gets me because those people are in such pain yeah suffering such a horrible loss and then it's like and now i'm going to go take action i mean it's like yeah. it's the beautiful part you know through the grief you can actually use grief through, to help you through his grief he's trying to keep other people's children safe that's what he's yeah. doing it's like he is trying his whole point is to make the world safer because he can't do anything about what happened to his daughter. He wants to do something that ha- for someone else's daughter, which is just incredible. And, and the idea of peacekeeping, yeah, is so nice. That idea of like, what if, what if we, in this utopian concept, mm-hmm. none of us had to deal with this, yeah, shit in any way, right. in any part of, I mean, or if you like, so, just try to do better things for the world, even though it m- won't affect you. You know, it's like try to do better for everyone else right what, right. A, what a great concept yeah to kind of like i don't know the more we do the show the more of these stories we read and we read things like this parents that then take up this unbelievable charitable action mm-hmm. for other people it's like the solution is not revenge the solution is not uh hurting other more people it's like to then go out and try to lessen yeah, the the hurting and the I don't know. It's very beautiful and inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Are you ready for this one? Sure. We're going to be now going over to our friends over in uh, Ireland, Ireland, <laughs> <laughs> Ireland, the island. Let's do it. Hi, Karen and Georgia, and then parentheses, and Stephen. Um, my girlfriend is a longtime murderino. She told me about your minisodes and encouraged me to send in this story about the craziest shit that ever happened to me. And, and hey, why not listen? Oh, whatever. You do what you want. <laughs> you do what you want, now, you headstrong. Now, why would he do that? <clears throat> I went to college in Dublin, Ireland. One week... One week, a classmate asked if I played soccer and invited me along to his once a week kick around with some friends. There was a core group of about 15 or so guys, and I became a regular playing with them. Among the group was a short bearded Sicilian Sicilian guy called Severio. He was good at soccer, quiet, never yelled or got too angry, never lost his temper when he got fouled. You get the impression he was a little bald, bottled up, but but on the whole seemed like a nice, polite guy. The weekly games were organized via a big email chain with um, with everyone CC'd. One week, there were a lot of emails in the chain and a link to a news article. Mm-mm. 
Most of the time, these emails were meaningless, so I just skimmed through and marked them as read. <laughs> Later that day, though, I ran into my classmate and he said, did you read the article? I hadn't. He walked over to the nearest computer in the lab and opened it up for me. The headline read, Italian lodger charged with murdering Dublin landlord right next to a photo of Severio. Fuck. Severio lived with this guy who was a member of a notorious organization in Ireland. They were a right-wing Catholic activist group who campaigned on the wrong side of history on issues such as abortion rights, gay rights, same-sex marriage, uh, and they even dabbled in some climate change denying. So the night before, Severio and this guy were playing a game of chess at two in the morning. Why play chess so late? No one really knows. But this whole story is so fucking crazy that that's not even the weirdest thing. An argument broke out between the two of them about whether a move was legal and Severio lost it, stabbing his landlord four or five times with a kitchen knife and eating what he believed to be his heart. But it turned out to be his lung. Yeah. Severio called the police on himself and confessed to the murder. The cops that came to the house first were so traumatized they were put on indefinite paid leave afterward. Oh my God. Ireland's a small country, about 5 million people, and murders are rare. A modern case of cannibalism has never been seen here before. Local police had no experience with it, so investigators with some expertise were brought in from a neighboring county. It turned out Severio had schizophrenia and had been taken off his medication two days earlier he had um he thought his landlord had come to embody evil and that by killing him and eating his heart that he could end the evil in the world mm. the weirdest thing though was how well our soccer little soccer group adjusted to finding out one of our ranks was a cannibal it was like it was so preposterous so outrageous that our brains couldn't register it it was surprisingly easy to be quote-unquote light-hearted about it weirdly i think if he'd just and just as in quotes, mm-hmm. just murdered someone, we would have been way more shocked. But with all these bizarre details, it passed into the surreal and it was easier to come to terms with. Mm. It was, or I, yeah, you did not I come would, to yes. terms with anything, no, friend. Go into full, straight up Irish denial. <laughs> Don't right. even kid yourself. It's called trauma. <laughs> you, you are pushing it down. It's going to come back right. up. Last I'd heard, Severio had been found not guilty by reason of insanity and was in a mental hospital. Stay sexy and don't play chess with a cannibal, Patrick. Wow. Oh, it's just sad all around. Yeah, it's so heavy. And also, it's that thing... It makes me think of, you know, we've all seen, like, say, A Beautiful Mind, Mm -hmm. movies where you can see the inside of the experience of, like, a mental illness, a a delusion like that. Yeah. Where actually in it, he actually thinks he's helping people. Yeah. As soon as it, I had all these comments in my head, and then when it came to the fact that he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, it's like, oh, okay, this is not... This is a completely different thing. Yeah. And I think it's completely inaccurate to call that person. I mean, he technically cannibalized the victim, yet it's not it wasn't a practice. You know what I mean? It was like it was an explosion. Yes. And it was extension of his uh, mental illness. Right. It was almost like this story. Wow. It's just. Yeah. Wild. Okay, I promised you this one last week. So here is abandoned underwater locales, <gasps> accidental deaths, and bonus sinkhole horror. 
Uh-huh. There you go. Hello, ladies. Hope this bullshit year hasn't been too stressful on you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm from Twin Falls, Idaho, which is built right on the Snake River Canyon. While the river is beautiful, there are a series of lakes in the canyon system that are less well known, one of which is Durkee's Lake. And they spelled out how to say Durkee's for me, which yeah. I really appreciate. Very nice. Which legend says was not always a lake, but used to be an old dairy farm. At some point, the area was flooded and is now a popular swimming, fishing and cliff jumping location. Some of the other lakes in the area are a bit harder to get to and are colloquial and colloquially just known as I'm going for it as the hidden lakes and are also popular for cliff jumping. Unfortunately, because these lakes are harder to get to, anyone who is injured cliff jumping at these lakes is less likely to receive medical care in time. One of my Mm. high school friends was at these lakes and warned a boy that he was on uh, one of the more dangerous jumps. He scoffed at her. Several minutes later, after my friend had left and was back to the road, an ambulance went past her. The boy had hit a rock on the way down and died. Another boy from my parents' church hit his head jumping last year at a different lake and drowned. Several years ago, the city finally installed a road all the way to the most popular lake in order to reach it quicker. Finally, a family in a different Idaho city had a sinkhole occur near their house, which caused a partial collapse in the basement. This revealed that their house had been built over a snake den. No, uh, what? What? The family later said that they had heard slithering in the walls <laughs> over time and that their water, are you ready for this? Had, no. had tasted like the snakes smelled. No. No. Can I tell you that Vince, no. if I had read this to Vince, he would have divorced me immediately. <laughs> He's so. That is. That is a. So there's a sinkhole, and then it's just fucking Indiana Jones straight into Indiana yes, Jones. Snake. That's it. It's that's a snake it. Pit, and it tasted their water. And you've been drinking tasted, snake water. Oh, which I I would think is like probably good for you. Like they could probably bottle and sell that shit. I mean, right? what do you think? It's good, but like good for your skin yeah. or <laughs> virility. Virility, colloquially, good for your skin. <laughs> you know, this is the most fucked up thing. Uh huh. How is this possible? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I hate its guts. <laughs> SSDGM. Oh, sorry. And shout out to my sister who introduced me to your podcast and hates me for seeing you live in Manchester last year, Leah. Uh, Leah's sister. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You you were there first. Okay. Also, snakes and walls. Like, you would no. think you were going insane. Yeah. yeah. Slithering. You just like, do you hear that? Because it almost probably smells, sounds, smells like, sounds like, like bugs or water or something. Or the devil. (laughs) I mean, I don't like this at all. Should I take that one out? (laughs) No, no, no. It's amazing. I mean, like fucking A. Because also when you buy a house, it gets inspected. Like there's guys that come and look at every single goddamn inch of your house. But it wasn't their sinkhole. It was like a sinkhole nearby that caused it. So like... But but the pit was under and among their house. Well, every house is built on top of something, right? But snakes, like, <laughs> come on! No house built on top of snakes. I know it's terrible. Someone do something. <laughs> Someone make that illegal, please. <sighs> Fuck. Uh-huh. All right. I know. 
Blech. Uh-huh. That's not even your last one. No. Send your, <laughs> send your sp- stuff found in walls stories or snake pit stories, everyone. What was your house built over that made you have a nervous breakdown? Black mold? Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather have your house be built on a snake pit or a black mold pit? W-Y-R. I would pick black mold all day long. <laughs> a black mold pit, though, that's different. Yeah, Ew. Yeah. You fall into it, it's all soft, oh. and you're like, wait, this isn't so bad. And then the spores begin to take over. My water tasted like this. My water tasted like snakes. I'm so thirsty. <sighs> Hold on, let me just stand here. Why like, my, and why is my hair so sh- shiny lately? <laughs> I love that you think snakes would have this great effect on you. know you. how like they use snail, uh, like snail slime? Yeah, for facials, for facials and stuff. And stuff? <laughs> it's the same concept to me. And like sometimes they'll put, you have to eat the rattle of the rattlesnake and it'll get, make you all, you know, like in, in some, some like mezcals or shit tequila oh sure yeah like and it'll, it's supposed to make you like get a boner or whatever right <laughs> you're making that i'm not i swear <laughs> like, if you're out there and you're an esthetician or a urologist will you let us know the <laughs> like how good snakes are for your face or genitalia yep. Yep. god damn it <laughs> sorry i'll okay. never stop thinking about snake water no There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world for years they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware some of tom colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in maiden whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with your meals will benefit from the quality of made in products like their carbon steel cookware it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame it's the mvp of summer cookouts and cook-ins 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. The subject, the subject line gives us away, so I'll just read it to you. Hi, friends. I didn't know my dad's father very well. He passed away when I was still quite young, and I remember him only as a quietly imposing figure who sat in his leather armchair in the corner of his hoarder's paradise of a house. A chronic shopaholic, his home was always filled with ridiculous treasures from the department store floor sale, Mm. and his grandchildren always received many impersonal but weird and wonderful (laughs) gifts for Christmas and birthdays. Love it. Love it. I had this same, my Aunt Dorothy, who was not an actual relative, but... She was friend of the family Had a gift room at her house (gasps) She couldn't not buy anything That wasn't on sale And when we were uh, building The house that my family lives in now in Petaluma we had to live with my Aunt Jean Uh And Aunt Dorothy would be there All the time and so on Holidays we would come out of our rooms And go to the front room and Aunt Dorothy Would have like a gift for me and a gift For Laura Uh And, and so one time I watched Laura open up this It was a necklace that was from easily from like 1978 uh-huh. it was like that really thick gold and it came down into like a v yeah, diamond chunky. shape and oh, then yeah. a matching yeah That's and a nice. matching costless no 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 it was not nice <laughs> it, it was the it was very corny and cheesy Tacky. looking and then i just had 20 dollars. Nice. <laughs> can i, I that nice. would be i could easily become that person especially with vintage stuff because i'll go find like a set of incredible 60s like drinking glasses that I don't fucking need, but I hate to leave them behind. It's only $10, you know, I, yep. I yes. have to stop myself from doing that. I mean, that is the, that is the thing of thrifting is I can't, this is a true treasure. Yeah. I can't just leave it here. And it's only $10. Like, yes, yes. I have, 
I have a garage That's filled right. with like Fire King bowls and dishes and plates. Oh and I'm my like, God. this is the cutest coffee cup or whatever. Can I come shopping at your house? I miss, Absolutely. I miss thrift store shopping so much. Can I just go to your house and do it? Oh, yeah. Set up a little store down there yes. for you. Right now, it's all still in boxes oh. from when I moved. I'm working on it, working on nah, it. Nah, fuck it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm in the middle oh, of an yes. email. Right. <clears throat> I knew vaguely that in his youth, he'd been a navigator in the Royal Australian Air Force during World War II. Shortly after after that, he had graduated from Sydney University and became a well-respected doctor in Sydney. That was the sum total of my knowledge until a recent Google of my uncommon family name turned up a surprising newspaper article from 1946. Google your name, everyone. Yeah, get in there. On December 15th of that year, the Sunday Mail reported that three medical students were about to spend their university vacation in a pretty unique way, attempting to cross the 600-mile stony desert in Central Australia on foot. Oh, no. Among them was my grandfather, then age 22, who was putting his skills as a navigator to use, plotting the course across the desert. This desert is notorious for having beaten Captain Charles Sturt, who had attempted to cross it a hundred years earlier. Unfortunately, I've been entirely unable to find any other articles from their from the end of their trip. Mm-hmm. In fact, the only other article I found mentioning my grandfather was from a few years later, when at the age of 30, he apparently got extremely drunk and decided to drive home anyway. Mm. According to the paper, the car, quote unquote, got out of control. (laughs) That's the passive voice. (laughs) Clearly, he's not responsible. Overturned three times and plunged 40 feet off an embankment. The car was wrecked. My grandfather, on the other hand, came away uninjured and was fined 15 pounds. Guys, (laughs) don't. Even when it's old timey, don't drink and drive. Don't in the past drink and drive. That's And also, he drove over a 40-foot cliff and walked away (laughs) unharmed. Insane. I can't. This guy... While I don't have any evidence that the desert crossing was actually completed, I like to imagine that only such an experience would allow a man to drive his car off a 40 foot cliff and live to deal with the resulting fine. (laughs) Stay sexy and don't drive drunk back. Good one, Beck. Wow. Love it. Grandpas. All right. My final grandpas. What'll they do next? Oh, my God. Tell us by sending us an email about it. All right. Okay. The last one's called Hometown Story. Hi, MFM fam. I'd like to tell you the story of my aunt's seemingly haunted house. When I was in elementary school, my aunt lived in Minnesota. <laughs> there's snakes in this house, I'm going to get so mad at you. <laughs> there's no snakes in the story, I promise. <laughs> Next time there's snakes in the story, I, let's do trigger warning, right? Snake trigger warning, Snake trigger warning. Where you just go, oh, are you ready for this yeah. story? Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was in elementary school, my aunt lived in Minnesota in a town of about 17,000 people. Her house was on a nice corner lot near a park, and my younger sister and I loved to visit and spend weekends with her. As I got into my early teens, I started to become more in tune with my sixth sense and felt uncomfortable going anywhere in the house other than the new addition of the sunroom. I even slept in there instead of the spare room when I visited. I had just I just had this weird feeling when I spent too much time in any other room like someone was watching me. Well, it turns out I wasn't completely wrong about that feeling. My aunt moved into a new house right before I started high school, which didn't seem too weird. Everybody moves until I heard why. (laughs) Well, hanging out with her uh, at her new house, I asked why she decided to leave. And she proceeded to tell me that while she loved the supernatural, the house was just too haunted for her. And Mm. then it says, excuse me, what? 
Lights would turn on and off. She would see hair whipping around a corner as if someone was running and hear footsteps in the attic. Okay, so cool. My creepy feeling was right. Great. I had always assumed this was the whole story. But then, a few years later, I was left stunned when I learned the truth. When I was in high school, circa 2010-ish, we were having Thanksgiving with aunts and uncles, and someone cracked a joke towards my aunt about someone living in an attic. I didn't get it, so I didn't laugh. Feeling dumb, I asked what was so funny about that. Well, it turns out my aunt's ex-husband was unknowingly living in the attic of her old house. No. What's worse, he had installed cameras all over her house and was essentially watching her and our every move while stowing away. So, yes, my feeling of being watched in every room of that house, minus the sunroom where there were no cameras found, was valid. Genius. More valid than I could have ever imagined. Obviously, the adults decided to keep this story from my sister and I until we were older. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, probably would have preferred to keep it from us forever. As far as I know, my aunt's ex-husband is still in prison and my aunt still swears that the old house was haunted by ghosts, (laughs) not just her (laughs) ex-husband. Lady. She is now enjoying life with her cats in a non-haunted house and has neighbors that always keep an eye out. Uh, Thank Thank you for bearing with me during this long story, SSDGM, Taylor. Taylor, that was a great story and a horrifying story. And you do have a sixth sense that had to be somewhat not satisfying, obviously. You now have proof that your instincts are razor sharp, that you are very smart in almost a ESP style way. Totally. I would have so much more self-confidence after learning that even as disturbing as that story is it this story is about how you are a badass i would insist that everyone around you start calling you vanguard if i were you (laughs) (laughs) just based on this alone i don't know i think you're the true vanguard turns out how creepy like that's that's unbelievable worst nightmare because you i've had those feelings before that is some what if someone is video like has a secret hidden camera because you can put those in a fucking pen now it's like they're so tiny yes they're everywhere and then you admonish yourself for being so paranoid but wait now would you would you rather w-y-r mold snakes or Or some fucking creep in the, in oh, the attic. Obviously snakes. With cameras. No. Snakes below, total creep above. Camera snakes. They're, they're snakes. I still think... Mm, I think... No. Yeah, I still don't want those snakes, though. You I still want, don't want a, a snake pit and snake water. You want them more than mold, I promise. Yeah, the, the water is the problem here. Unless it's, like an esthetician's going to tell us incredibly good for so good for your kidneys (laughs) (laughs) snake venom drink it drink it and become young again good luck oh my god right right here come the lawsuits allegedly 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 we are not doctors we didn't we are not doctors we are not ichthyologists that's right what um send us the craziest thing that's ever happened to you story please because If it's anything like Taylor's story or any of these stories, I mean, great batch. People are really honing in on what we love to hear. And and writing (sighs) it really well, too. I I feel like so good. Yeah. 
Good job, so guys. Good. Thank you. Thanks for listening, too. You don't have yeah. to write. If you just want to listen and don't want to write anything in, don't feel pressure. That's fine. You can, but please definitely don't be like Patrick and don't listen and still write in. <laughs> I'm still mad at Patrick. <laughs> His typical Irishman just does whatever the fuck That's he wants. That's our only rule. No, but it wrote, rambles right up and tells us a story that everybody loves so much. And then walks away. Oh, oh, oh. for you. Uh, oh, also stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?